Welcome to Data Driven Recruiting. In this podcast, we talk about strategies and techniques for leveraging objective talent data to improve hiring processes. Welcome back to Data Driven Recruiting. I'm your host, Sophia. And today we have a special guest, Elliot Garns, the founder of Human Predictions. Hi, Elliot. Hi, Sophia. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Um, for our listeners, you know, could you briefly share kind of a, you know, your background and also uh, what pr- Human Predictions is about? Of course. Um, <clears throat> my background is mostly all in tech recruiting. Um, I actually grew up, uh, both of my parents were recruiters. I was around recruiting. Uh, so I got into recruiting, working for the family business in high school, doing sourcing primarily. Uh, and that kind of taught me the ropes of recruiting, led me into uh, really starting my own boutique tech recruiting agency. Uh, that was very focused on on placing software developers, designers, uh, people in the tech space in Chicago. Um, and I, I did a, a quick stint out of recruiting uh, with Dev Bootcamp uh, when mm-hmm. we helped launch Dev Bootcamp's second location here in Chicago. And my role at Dev Bootcamp was really on the, the careers side of the boot camp and helping make sure the students learning to code and going through the program were able to find work uh, on the back end. So most all tech recruiting um, and a little bit in the, the coding boot camp uh, education space, which was amazing, uh, but really doing tech recruiting in that space as well. Um, now I am working on human predictions which is uh, a tech-focused recruiting tool. Uh, really, the, the main thing we're solving is a lot of the tech world is moving away from LinkedIn and not volunteering as much data to LinkedIn profiles, not checking in mails, really just not using LinkedIn to the extent uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people used to. And it's creating a lot of challenges for tech recruiters who have you know, relied and use LinkedIn for a long time. And so the main thing we're doing at Human Predictions is gathering public data from sites like GitHub, Stack Overflow, Meetup, and then dozens of niche tech sites, you know, Kaggle, Dribble, Behance, NPM, Ruby Gems, different open source communities, using all of these sites and communities to identify interesting tech talent and also have uh, meaningful enough data on those people that you can reach out to them, you know, with with good messaging and and with opportunities that are actually relevant for them. So, background in all tech recruiting and now working on software for tech recruiters. I see. Yeah. No, I mean the, you know, so so if I understand correctly, it's a. Uh, kind of a predictive analytics applied to finding candidates and also um, determining the relevancy of the job that you're looking for as well as the candidate so that you can have a better kind of engagement when you do reach out. And it's it's also really interesting that you mentioned that, you know, since you've been in the tech industry recruiting, you know, for a while, uh, the, the, the shift in behaviors, LinkedIn becoming you know, at first the most kind of a incumbent player and then it becoming getting too noisy 
and too uh, too much information and then losing interest and people moving away. And that there needs to be a new solution to kind of help bridge that gap, basically, right? Yeah, okay. so that's really interesting. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about like when you started kind of uh, noticing that change in behavior, like moving away from LinkedIn for, especially for engineers and tech recruiting purposes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I, um, I did also do a recruiting stint at Groupon where I was doing some tech recruiting for Groupon in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really when I started to notice, you know, LinkedIn being a tech recruiter my whole life. I've lived on LinkedIn, but I think around 2012, um, I actually met a guy named Pete Kazanji who was running uh, a company called Talent Bin. And mm-hmm. I had always been, you know, a sourcing nerd and always really into writing my own strings onto, link, you know, to, to X-ray search LinkedIn. Yeah. But when Pete showed me Talent Bin in 2012, I immediately lit up and just saw a lot of interesting people in Chicago that I knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was using things like GitHub to build out profiles. And it was just a lot of interesting data as well as interesting people I, I wasn't seeing on the same LinkedIn searches I was doing. And that's, you know, really when when I started to notice, you know, the, the, the industry is so competitive. There's so many people trying to recruit engineers that the engineers are starting to kind of hide on LinkedIn or even obfuscate their profiles by having, you know, silly titles or mm-hmm. things that would maybe deter recruiters from just so, finding them. <laughs> so yeah, I it's think kind of it, like it, the opposite of a search engine optimization. It's like search engine D optimization <laughs> to hide. That's really interesting. The talent bean, which was acquired by monster.com. I, I guess, yeah, had a lot of, uh, I think, uh, similar idea in terms of uh, scraping the web and being able to make sense of the, the thing. And, and I, I, I remember meeting Pete and then him talking about it as well. Um, so, uh, so you, you already noticed that like back in 2012 and, um, what do you, well, how, what I'm also curious is has, you know, as you started providing these services with a human prediction, and it sounds like it's, more than just um, identifying the candidates, but also there is an engagement part and matching part. Um, has I mean, I love how you're at the forefront of the technology and finding new ways to do it, but how has been the reception on the industry among the recruiters? You know, are they, are they getting it and are they seeing the value right away? Or is there a little more, you know, some are take, willing to take the risk um, and then try out the new tool, but then others are still like, I'm still going to be the LinkedIn person. <laughs> how, how has that been? Yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's definitely been split. Uh, we have a lot of people that are excited to try new technology and that's great for us, but, uh, we also have people that, you know, especially in recruiting are maybe stuck in their, their old ways and hesitant to change. And I think our, Our software, our product does require quite a bit of a behavior change Mm -hmm. um, in that we we really believe less is more. I kind of say it's, you know, we're a spear phishing tool, not a net phishing tool. But Mm -hmm. a lot of what we focus on is really getting away from 
quote unquote spamming. I think it's one of the core, you know, high level problems within tech recruiting is just a lot of transactional template messages. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's a big place where we're really trying to help our users is finding, you know, writing way more advanced searches to find much shorter lists of candidates, but shorter lists that they can connect with and engage with in a much more meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think. Yeah. So then the, I, I yeah, it's, it is a behavior change because it's like from like, oh, this is all numbers game and the net approach like, like spread and, you know, pray yep. like yep. you know some of them will convert and some of them might not but like i go by number versus being more um almost like in the marketing the account-based marketing approach like i'm just gonna i know exactly what who i want to target i'm gonna spend more time per candidate uh but it it will be more meaningful and here you also kind of uh i think um share i think the underlying assumption here is that spamming doesn't work and it actually the more personalized and human connection works better could you explain a little more why you think it works better um and have you kind of uh, been able to discuss with the numbers like how how more more effective this one is yeah yeah so we you know a lot of the data is from our clients and so we don't have a ton of ability mm-hmm. uh or, or access to a lot of data that's not ours but I think we definitely believe spamming doesn't work and we're definitely seeing a lot of data that supports that really just in response rates simply mm-hmm. of you know messages that are really personalized and personalized off of multiple factors not just one language or mm-hmm. or keyword and I think tech especially but I think just as humans we're in this kind of end of an era where all this transactional email, like Mm. I say to our clients, like when you check your email in the morning, you know, darn well, what is a real email that a human wrote to you? And what is, you know, these campaigns and these templates and these, you know, automated ones, the developers definitely know, like (laughs) you can't think that you're like, putting one by them and have this clever, like everyone know, you know, when you have a real message and when you don't, and the engineers are so inundated that yes, I'm sure, you know, a spam message at the right time is, you know, assuming it's got all the right stuff and it could still get responses. Don't get me wrong. But the big trend I see is that engineers don't want anything to do with these kind of, you know, clickbait email, buzzword you know hey we matched one buzzword on your linkedin profile that's why you're getting this email right i think that the tech folks can smell that from a mile away and and they seem to be very much at a point where it's just a non-starter they're going to delete or archive mm-hmm. that email whereas when you can say hey sophia i saw you know pete kazanji from talentpin pete's been a mentor to me and helped us with human predictions you know, I've, I've seen a bunch of cool stuff around code signal. I'd love to introduce, but when you can start mentioning real humans that are mutual connections, when you can cite real research I've done on whatever you're working on, yeah, that's when, you know, as on the receiving end as a human, you're like, okay, this person has taken time to really do research and get to know me. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. 
I'm not one of the thousand people that he's just, you know, putting into the system, but like, yeah, like he showed the respect and care and it deserves kind of a a reply, you know, and it's like, Hey, let's talk in a month from now. I'm too busy, but like a response instead of like, also, yeah, as a receiving end, if you know that it's like, um, automated email like you also like you know i don't own any <laughs> replies right it's like so you just, just like toss it and and you know not feel bad about it yep. yeah yeah and i think there's not a ton of value in people that are sending those messages mm-hmm. they don't really have a network and it's it's the engineers market and i think the engineers are open to having relationships with interesting talent people interesting recruiting people people that you know, have access to interesting opportunities, but what's the value of having some run-of-the-mill recruiter that sends spam, you know? And so I think that's the other thing we're seeing shift is not really reaching out to engineers about just an opportunity right now, but hey, we do a lot in machine learning. Mm -hmm. I see you're very active in the local machine learning community here in Chicago. How have we not crossed paths? We want to just know you. We want you to know of our, you know, it's it's really going in that direction of building relationships with people before you want to recruit them. And if you want to be able to recruit good people, that's becoming really the only way is you have to put in some time up front to, to get to know them or build a relationship. Right. They don't just answer a random email and change, change jobs typically. Yeah. Right, right. And I think that's, very important point because as we have more tools and more automations and more um you know just things that's taken care of um and that allows us to you know cover a lot wider volume but at the end of the day what recruiter separately from recruiting tool can really do is like that like understanding the other human, empathizing it, understanding what the career goal for this person is and really developing that relationship, right? Because, you know, any otherwise, like any recruiters can be just replaced with a machine, right? If the the automation just can take over and really effective. But I think, yeah, we also forget, you know, maybe because there is such a a widespread of machine and tools and automation, like the role of a recruiter is becoming actually more important that they have a human connection and relationship building. And I think that's a really great point uh, you mentioned. Um, kind of a changing topic a little bit. Um, so you mentioned that there is also not just like identifying like, oh, here are people who might change jobs um, um, and having signals, but you also mentioned that kind of finding the right people for the particular teams. Um, how do you think about the relevancy? Like what is the right candidate for a certain job? How do you kind of um, figure that out at scale? It's a great, the, the million dollar question. Um, I think w- the way we're approaching it is let's be completely objective with all the data we collect and present and try and be very meticulous with how we organize that data and make it searchable for our customers. Mm -hmm. But we don't really do any ranking or saying this person is better than that person. We leave those opinions up to our clients who hopefully can use the very rich data we've collected 
<laughs> to say we think Sophia is better than Elliot for this role for X, Y, and Z, but we feel very strongly that you know the best platform engineer at Facebook might not be as exciting of a candidate for for Netflix or for another company, and and the best to one might not be. So we don't do anything mm-hmm. uniform with ranking or or kind of making someone more more senior per se. Really, what we want to do is look at, you know, what's Sophia doing across GitHub, across Stack Overflow, you know, what meetups is she in? Has she published anything? And and just again, presenting that data in, in more of a raw form to our users to say, hey, you know, we're actually really into building a new engineering team that, you know, is, is wed, uh, led by a, a female engineering leader. So now we're looking for, you know, female engineering leaders. And we think someone that has spoke at a conference or spoke at meetups could be great to build that team around. So now we're using human predictions to look for, you know, female candidates that have spoken at a conference or active in meetups. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, an example of the company is the one to come up with, this is what's important to us. And it's our job to just have all that data well organized and well search, you know, easy to search for the customer. Um, And then it's up to them to kind of put in their own. So I think that is really our approach is let's, let's just, our job is to organize the data and and let our customers search for whatever's important to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's not get into playing God or saying these people are better than those people. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's it's interesting. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the, you, a lot of things you mentioned actually reminds me of Google, right? We are going to be organizing the data and show and let the users figure out what is actually useful to them. And I mean, that that itself is, you know, not only million dollars, but it could be trillion dollars um, idea how you can think about that. But yeah, that's also interesting to hear that it's not just the GitHub like code and just analyzing that, but more, it can be even bigger scope. Cause what I, you know, you know, being part of a code signal where we, it's a, it's an assessment tool. We only assess the technical skills. We don't necessarily assess the other portion. Um, but when you're making a hiring decision for a technical role, skills is a very important part, right? If you cannot do the job, then you know the, the qualification doesn't meet. But there is that's that's not sufficient alone, right? Like the best technical skill for that role alone doesn't necessarily make the candidate best fit, right? There is other component that um, that code signal is not necessarily trying to assess or even trying to um, do, but we do tell our customers, you know, there there are many parts in making hiring decision and skills is important, but like we only do skills and then that's your job to also figure out what other things <laughs> that makes this candidate important, like teamwork or, you know, the, yeah, like passion for a certain technology or certain issues or uh, certain, certain things. I think that makes the more holistic um, hiring decision. And I, it's interesting to hear that you not only just look at that, but trying to gather any possible data that's out there that can inform the, um, the recruiter about the holistic picture of the, uh, who this candidate is. So that's really, really interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And it's, 
I think one of the coolest trends right now with the pandemic is everything has gone so remote mm -hmm. that we've seen everyone no longer searching in one specific market and now searching across all of North America, but layering in, you know, hey, we're a tech startup working on climate change, being able to find the engineers that have the skill set around Python, which is relevant for this climate change startup, but also looking at who are the Python engineers that write about climate change or are active in climate change mm -hmm. groups. And that is like how I think we're doing really cool data-driven recruiting way more so than our predictions is helping customers find, you know, the list of 30 Python engineers that are active in climate groups and write publishing climate stuff. But then going to those 30 and saying, hey, we're doing this around climate change. We saw you did that. That's how we're helping our customers find interesting people and, and get really good engagement is mm -hmm. as we go to these, these larger kind of remote markets where you could search across all of North America, the ability to layer in the, the kind of other softer right. things like climate change or fitness or whatever those right. other interests. But there's companies that align with all those things. And so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's yeah, really interesting because, you know, I think we had a, in a couple episodes ago, um, the economist and researcher at Indeed, um, and she's also just um, economics professor and looking at the job data. And she mentioned how the, with the COVID location used to define what the job market is, right? The boundaries of the local job market but that has been kind of a lifted. And there, as you open up the pool of the candidates, now you can actually lay your own other relevant stuff that you know you might not realistically be able to do because there are only five people in the whole US that can fit that category. And if you limit it to your location, maybe there is zero, but now there is five. And you know, that's like a big um kind of a new trend that you uh, people can now able to really incorporate into their hiring so that's yeah really interesting um, i think it also is super aligned with what the engineering and tech side is very mm -hmm. receptive to is when there's that layered research that really takes you to a small group those also tend to be the the engagements where you will hear back from candidates and get good response rates whereas if you're just going after a group of everyone that knows a particular language that's not, that doesn't have a ton of substance. Whereas, right. yeah, lay, you know, layering in some of these other things finds a really interesting group that, mm -hmm. you know, in the broader market, you'll have more people to talk to, but I think it also gets much better engagement and response rates for the recruiters yeah. that are are looking for people in this type yeah. of work. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that, um, yeah, human predictions can help a lot of the recruiters really get that, you know, take advantage of this um, approach and have an edge and differentiate themselves from others who are not yet adopting, right? Because technology at the end is like, can be a really helpful tool. Um, so that's, that's really exciting. Um, as a last question, which I um, started to ask everyone who's on the show is, who is um, someone you respect a lot um, in the industry, whether, you know, practitioners like recruiters or um, people who are developing, um, 
you know, solutions like yours, um, who should who should I have on this app in podcast next? Who do you respect that I should just go and reach out, make sure that they are on this podcast? Is that Great Pete question. or is it someone else? Or Pete would be awesome. I would love to to hear from Pete. I think yeah. uh, a big influence on me that I think had a huge influence on what has become Human Predictions is a guy named Glenn Caffey. Mm -hmm. uh, he is really just an expert on all things sourcing, but he has run a blog for many years called Boolean Black Belt. Mm -hmm. um, but I think he's a, a very interesting person. Um, a few years ago, I was lucky enough to be on a panel with Kieran Snyder from Textio. Mm -hmm. uh, but she's someone that I follow around and, and learn a lot from, and she's putting out a lot of cool content and, and doing a lot of cool stuff with, with her product at Textio. Um, so yeah, I think those would be a couple off the, the top of my head that would be fun to see on yeah. here. Yeah, and and I'll definitely reach out and say, you know, Elliot wants you to be on the show, let's talk. <laughs> cool, well, yeah. do so, please do. Yeah, well, thank you so much for your time today and sharing a lot of insights about, I mean, the, you know, how the whole recruiting, tech recruiting space is shaping and also your experience um, in recruiting and also building human predictions. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on. It was a, a lot of fun chatting with you and uh, appreciate you having me on as a guest. Yeah, thank you. And, and thanks for joining us today. For more tips and insights on data-driven recruiting, please go to ddr.codesignal.com. We'll see you next time.